0: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to session 129, 129 of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. The title of this session is The Truth About Distributor Kits, Team Training Manuals, Apps, Game Plans, Fast Start Kits, Flipbooks, and company digital training assets, and a lot more. If I had done this session you know, a few years ago, I could have said the truth about buying MLM leads, money makers, monthly reprints, conference calls, blogging, and more. And again, the list goes on and on because really it's all the same thing. And before we really get into this session, I, I sincerely hope you are having a great summer. Uh, those of you that are listening at the time this podcast drops, I know some of you will be listening in the dead of winter for you, <clears throat> excuse me, four years from now. But my wife and my wife, uh, Dawn, and I just got back from a great event in Las Vegas where we had the opportunity to meet with many of the listeners of this podcast. And, you know, our goal, we try not to travel in the month of August. So our next scheduled event will be in Orlando. It's in September. It is a company-specific training event for a specific company. But those of you that are in the Orlando area, if you'd like to attend, you can send us an email at mlmsuccesspodcast at gmail, and uh, we can make arrangements to get you in the door. Uh, Just let us know. In this episode, I'm going to go a little off-topic than things I would normally discuss, even though it's really to the root of this, this podcast, what each episode is really all about, but we're going to kind of go around the barn to get there. But I'm going to share with you a very, very important concept that all network marketing field leaders and corporate officers, I really feel, need to settle in their mind once and for all. Get this settled. Get this in concrete. Once and for all, as most of you know, we have three different podcasts. Actually, your first year in network marketing is not a weekly show, but it's more of a 12-week course that's designed to help newbies entering the industry to get real about what they expect, what they can expect in the beginning of their business and kind of inoculate them from the negative opinions of people that they run into uh, I know a lot of you uh, refer this show to your new people when they join, and I so much appreciate that. And then MOM Success at mlmsuccess.com is full of success stories from MLM training club members, uh, members f- that are from all over the world, who many of them are full-time or working towards full-time and building strong duplicating organizations Uh, using the systems that we teach and implementing them within their own personal business and organizations. And on this podcast as well, we also answer some of the most common questions we receive over uh, at MOM Help on our support desk. This podcast, the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast, is really designed for full-time earners, people that are really serious who need to take their team building their team building to the next level. And I know it's really difficult for those people because you've already accomplished more than 99.99% of the people that ever joined this profession. And as all of you know, the sad but true fact in network marketing is most people that work hard, and get to a full-time income six figures plus a year and they get to that income level from the time they hit that level the first time within five years, most of them over 50% are out of the industry gone forever. And if you think about that, think about real estate agent and a real estate agent, they might be in five or six different companies, but it's the same skill sets and mindsets. It's the same activities. And a real estate agent grinds three, four, five, six years. They get to six figures. Can you imagine a real estate agent or a, or an insurance agent or someone who owns a restaurant getting to that level and then not growing beyond it from that point? Can you imagine that what if most of the people that that were making full-time incomes operating their restaurant closed their restaurant down within five years or you know, quit selling real estate or insurance. You know, to me, that fact, and it is a fact, should be horrifying to all owners and leaders in the network marketing profession. It should just be horrifying. So in this session, we're going to discuss the truth about distributor kits, team training manuals, apps, game plans, company digital assets, flip books, startups, quick start kits, etc. cetera. And we're going to discuss the only way to effectively make the time, energy, and effort field leaders and corporate officers put into these projects pay off. Field leaders and companies spend countless number of hours and money developing team training manuals, distributor kits, etc., that absolutely have no chance of producing the results that they'd hoped for. You would think that at this point in the history of this industry, that kind of madness would stop. I sincerely hope that this session will provide you a unique perspective and hopefully even a paradigm shift that will serve you and your company, and your team very well the rest of your career. But first, what we need to do is we need to ask ourselves a couple of questions. And I'm, I'm looking at this from a corporate officer company owner standpoint, as well as an experienced field leader standpoint. That's, that's, that's really this podcast is designed for experienced field leaders, but I want to look at it from both standpoints because I think it'll kind of show us behind the curtain a little bit. Every network marketing company that I've sat down with. One of the questions I always ask is, you know, what is your what is your ultimate goal of building this company? And nine times out of 10, the answer is the same. And it's and it's kind of cliche. It's that they will say and I've heard it again, nine times out of 10. We want to build a billion dollar company. Well, there's only been what, 14, 15, 16 companies in the history of this profession that have ever hit a billion dollars. And I don't care if they're a brand new startup or they've been hanging around the profession for 25 years. The answer is usually the same. And when I ask field leaders, people that have been around for a long time, and I said, why are you building your team? What are you looking for? And the number one answer, guess what it is? I want to be a millionaire. So. In both of these cases, the next question I, I usually like to ask, if possible, is: Is leaders? Uh, I said, "What? How are you going?" I'll ask them, "What you want to you want to become a billion dollar company? You want to become a millionaire? Okay, what's your game plan? How are you going to get there?" And leaders will tell me they need to grow their teams. Well, I just need to grow my team bigger, and I say, "Well, why?" Because I'll be able to make more commissions. And then I'll say, will building your team larger create more commissions? Is building your team larger guaranteed that it will create more commissions? And then they'll say, well, we'll be able to, to move more products, distribute more products. And then the two questions I like to ask field leaders, and every time I do, it's like, a deer staring in headlight. It just blows my mind. But, you know, I've even asked this, like with top leaders, like some, sometimes I'll meet with company uh, corporate officers and some of their top field leaders when they're looking about, uh, thinking about adding a different system or whatever, a retail to recruit system or a retention system or whatever to what they're doing. So t- sometimes I'll meet with field leaders and company owners or corporate officers. And I'll usually ask the field leaders, I'll say, how do you help a new distributor get their business launched? And literally, it's like they've never asked themselves that question before. And then they'll say something intelligent like, well, I I just do three-way calls with them and close their people. And then I'll say, well, what if they don't have any people? Then I teach them how to go out into the marketplace and and get people on the phone with me. I mean, it's just it's just so scattered. It's absolutely unbelievable. And then I'll ask them, well, what is the retention system you're implementing on your team? What do you use to to once you get them in to keep them in? What's the retention system? And not one person ever. And 20-some years of consulting and training has been able to even wrap their brain around keeping them in. It's all about getting them in. Uh, you know, dozens of times at live events, uh, I've handed out three-by-five postcards. And I'll ask, what are the first three steps that you do when getting a new person started? Write down one, two, three, and tell me what the first three are. And then on the back, what is the system that you use? How do you keep people involved in your program? What's your retention system? And the the barrage of different answers, they're all over the place. And it just really, really um, is fascinating to me. Can you imagine every mcdonald's restaurant having a different way to open and launch the restaurant can you imagine that every every mcdonald's restaurant uh with people just you know fixing big macs the way they want to fix it and not from a systematic standpoint how could how could had anything thrive or duplicate in that type of environment so it's just it's just fascinating You know, Fred Kaufman, who owns a network marketing company out of Nashville, uh, great guy, called uh, the company's called Basic Reset. And he says, sometimes the real answers to our questions are so clear, so clear, like clear, clear, like a bird flying into a big window of your house, clear. Sometimes the answers to our questions are so clear that we see right through them. And I never will forget the first time I heard Fred say that, and I thought that is truer words have never been spoken, especially in the network marketing business model. The conversations with corporate officers, you know, when I say, okay, you want to get to a billion dollars, you usually go something like this, and I ask them, well, how are you going to be, get to a billion-dollar company? What's your plan? And they'll say, well, we need to introduce and sell more products. And I ask, well, why do you feel that's the way to accomplish this? And, you know, introduce introduce and sell more products. And corporately, I get all kinds of answers. And it seems that every member of a corporate team has their own agenda, personal agenda in place or an idea. And it's more important to have their idea implemented than it is to figure out what systems, culture will actually have been proven to move businesses forward over the long haul, uh, and really think about that instead of their personal agendas, thoughts, ideas. Not in all companies, but in middle and many. And and I get this. You know, I get. I understand that in corporate America, you know, you're dealing with employees. And management many times has bonuses connected to the implementate, implement, implementation of their ideas or, you know, their real focus is on next, quarter's, uh, next quarter stock price and that they can hire and fire people. And I, I get that the cultures are different. They're a lot different. In, you know, but in network marketing, you must build a volunteer army. You can't fire people. You're not dealing with employees that can be hired and fired. It's a different ball game, And many managers who come out of traditional corporate America have problems really wrapping their minds around that concept. In corporate America, if you don't follow the process, you're going to be fired. In network marketing, you're not required to follow any structure or do anything or lift a finger. And, 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 and we're building volunteer armies, So how do you do that? Not the way you would do it in corporate America. Why is it so hard to figure out? You know, I, I have companies. I sit down and they have their managers around them. And, and, and I said, well, how are you guys? What do you th- what do you think can help you get to a billion dollars? And with a straight face, they'll say things like, uh, you know, we need to add lifestyle photos to our website of people enjoying our products. I'm just thinking about some things I've recently heard, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, you really think that's going to take you to a billion dollars? And then I heard, uh, we need to develop an app so people can order easily from their phone. And my thought is, if they love your product, and if your distributors were taught how to create real customers instead of one-time sales, and you had people that loved your products, they'll figure out how to order with an app online or if they have to call your home office. See, the real problem is we're an industry that's focused on one-time sales. If a person buys once, they're a suspect. If they buy twice, they're a prospect. If they buy three times, now they're a customer. And that goes in any business. If, if you own a restaurant, and the person comes to the restaurant for the first time, your only goal is to make sure they come back. Uh, and if they come back the second time, your only goal is to make sure they come back the third time. Three times, they're a customer. I don't care what type of business you're talking about. So, you know, making it easy to order, that's not a bad thing, but it's not going to take you to a billion dollars. Uh, I heard somebody say, we need to hire a celebrity to take pictures wearing our, our company bling. <laughs> If we can get a celebrity wearing our pictures of our company bling, we'll have more business and we'll get to a billion dollars. I mean, literally said that out loud in a meeting. Uh, We have to go on Facebook Live with a product of the week with special discounts. Uh, If you do that, then, you know, first of all, most people are not going to watch it. The ones that do aren't going to buy anything or try anything new in your product line. They're going to be waiting for the discounts we got to run a monthly contest every month. Every month we have to do a contest for 12 months. And the people that participate in the first contest, if you look at the third contest, almost all of them are ones that participated in the first one, and the number of participants will diminish over time 90% 90% of the time when you're running that many monthly contests. And again, because some people are, are love the contests, the majority don't. And it, that because the majority don't think they have a prayer of winning. So when you run contests, there's right ways to do it, there's wrong ways to do it, but you have to give everyone who participates the opportunity to win just by participating not by getting the most customers, the most sell of this particular product or whatever. There's right ways and wrong ways psychologically to run contests. So the bottom line is the culture you create attracts or repels your distributor organization, the kind of people that you want. Most companies seem to be consumed with constantly giving their kids new toys to play with, regardless of the negative culture they're ultimately creating. I call this the new little red wagon syndrome, where they're just trying to keep people that they really will never build a team, but they're trying to keep them engaged on ownership one more month. Their whole focus is that instead of developing the next wave of leaders. You know, I think about a company I consulted with several years ago. They had a service, I think it started at like. $39 a month and maybe went up to $79, something like that. Uh, but every year, they, they were a pretty established company. I was probably 15 years in when they hired me. And every year, every year in December, they did a dollar trial every year because traditionally in network marketing business slows down a little bit in December. So they were trying to... to uh, offset that by doing a dollar trial, and they did every December for three or four years in a row. And what happened is people that have been around a while in October, November, they shut down waiting for the December dollar trial. It was so counterintuitive. So, one of the first things that I said, and I caught a lot of flack and a lot of grief, but I said, I want you to look at your, 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 because they, they were pretty stable. Uh, and said, look at your last quarter sales the last four years and I want you to announce now this was like in August we will not be doing a dollar trial in December we will not be doing and everybody thought well they, yeah they will but they didn't and some they didn't know any better that the new people hadn't been around for a while they never slowed down they just kept doing what they're doing and that last quarter was the best last quarter they had since the, since they in the history of the company. So a lot of times we're doing things that we think are smart and maybe in the short term for next, you know, uh, the next quarter stock prices, it might help. But in the long term, you're shooting yourself in the foot. The one thing field leaders and corporate officers agree on unanimously. (laughs) Falling over my tongue and it's real obvious and that is to grow our businesses we need to create more volume however how that volume should be grown is the rub in all companies with corporate officers with the corporate officers not agreeing and the field leaders and it's a rub because many times people are not looking at long-term growth of companies they're only looking at what the, what is this adjustment going to mean to me personally. They have their own best interest at heart. I believe the answer to create volume growth is so clear that most people see right through it. If everything the network marketing company did was centered around a three to five year game plan that could possibly transform their distributors, people's lives, it would change everything for most companies. Companies have become, in network marketing, you know, it used to always be about a three to five year game plan to financial independence. That was all that was talked about. Now companies have become short so short-term focused. There is short-term focus in corporate network marketing as Wall Street executives, and we wonder why the U.S. sales in the for network marketing companies have declined the last two years in a row and personally i believe i believe this year will be the third year in a row of 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 declining sales in the u.s and that should be concerning because u.s sales have never declined two years in a row ever in the history of network marketing and i think this year will be the third year and because of lack of long-term vision what happens is they end up going down dirt road after dirt road after dirt road because someone has promised them that this will be a shortcut. This is what you need. This is going to take your business to the next level. And instead of daggone it, just get on. I- if you want to go to Florida, if you want, and Florida is a billion dollar company or Florida is a million dollar income, just get on I-75 and keep going south until you get to Florida with the understanding that, yes, it is a long trip. And when I say long, I mean three to five years. But the beach is going to be worth it when you get there. How many times do we have to hear the fastest path to any location is a straight line? How many times do leaders have to jump on all the foo-foo-dust philosophies, buying leads, setting up a blog, so you will be perceived as a professional, attending, you know, you got to attend this huge generic training seminar if you're serious, instead of just accepting how volume is created, jumping on I-75 and deciding as a team that we're not coming off the highway no matter what kind of shortcuts are presented, you know, uh, you know, Jensen Franklin talked about this and said it so well. He said it best. And, and we're seeing it in, in network marketing today when a movement, which network marketing was an absolute movement that was born out of the personal development movement and had massive growth in the 70s, 80s, 90s. But when a movement gets away from its core fundamentals, there's always unintended consequences. When a movement gets away from its core fundamentals. There's always unintended consequences. And that's what we're in the middle of. You know, if you've never heard of that webinar that Ron Henley and myself did, it's at mlmhelp.com forward slash critical, Uh, well worth your time. But I I would ask you, does this make sense? Does this make sense? The fastest point is a straight line. It's not down these dirt roads. Over the past twenty years, network marketing companies have become notorious for trying to look at what each other's doing and then jump on the bandwagon. The first real example of this was probably Noni Juice. I mean, Noni introduces this juice; everybody's fired up, excited about it. Great product, great company, and within two years, there is two hundred and sixty-four companies selling their miracle juice product within the network marketing profession. It's it, it it's it's, I don't know whether to laugh or cry half the time, you know, then, you know, not too long after that, PBRs became the the new big thing and every network marketing company on the planet was promoting their home party kits, their home party kits, doing PBRs, you know, doing these different parties, which will never duplicate. Uh, many of you have seen the video I did on this years ago on why home meetings and private business receptions are a terrible uh, idea for network marketers. It's on YouTube. I'll put, try to remember and ask the podcast guy to put the link here. It's a terrible idea, but everybody jumped on the bag wagon. You know, at the time of this recording, it's all about CBD oil. How many companies have introduced CBD oil products in the last 12 months? How many? Not to mention how many gas stations and drug stores are now making CBD oil, you know, for $4.99 bottle available on their counter. The, the price pressures that are existing in that market, I mean, I, I, it's, you know, Me Too products, I, I mean, I understand why many existing companies add CBD oil to their existing line because if they're dist- they figure if their distributors are going to be buying it, then they should buy it from themselves. Are from us. But why anyone would start a new brand new company today with CBD oil as their primary product blows my mind. And what blows my mind even more is why anybody would join a brand new startup CBD oil company. And they will be, there'll be people that will be starting with that for another year or so. So, Let me get back to the main point, which is how is volume created? You know, what is the only way to create long-term, long-term, long-term is a key word, long-term growing volume within a network marketing team or company? You know, and I'm really asking you that question. What is the only way to build long-term growing volume within a network marketing company? And those of you that our uh, regular this podcast, I know you absolutely positively, without question, know the only way volume is created in we network marketing business model over a sustained period of time. Uh, I don't care who's talking about this when it comes to this topic. There's a gospel truth. And to not hang on to that. And everything you do be centered around that. Uh, I do not understand. We're not Wall Street. We're not worried about our stock prices, you know, in 90 days. So how is long-term substantial, sustained volume created? And you guys can say it with me. How's product moved? Y'all, y'all know the, the regular listeners. You know, this is, this is the only way. Leadership moves products. Leadership creates volume. Your long-term income and company volume is in, on your team and your company is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are very important word. The number of leaders that are developed on your team or in your company. I'm not talking about you know going out and you know, making a special deal with a leader in another company. I'm talking about internal developed leaders, period, end of story. This is not debatable. It's not debatable. The answer is as clear as it possibly can be. In fact, I guess it's probably so clear that most corporate and field leaders, as Fred Kaufman talked about, see right through it see right through it. So let's continue for a few minutes just to drill down into this topic at hand and I'll tell you why I decided to do this podcast. Again, I understand the title of this podcast is The Truth About Distributor Kits, Team Training Manuals, Apps, Game Plans, Fast Start Kits, Flipbooks, Company Digital Training Assets and more, Uh, but here's why I decided to cover this topic. As many of you know, we had an electrical fire at our office and warehouse in Kentucky last summer. And to say that it was disruptive to our businesses would be a major understatement. You also may have heard that last month we were able to get all our desks and computers and inventory out of the storage function, out of the storage uh, trailers that were in our parking lot and moved them back and moved them back into a beautifully new carpet, new paint, restored office. So the last couple of weeks, um, I've been going through boxes of stuff, some of which I've had in my storage warehouse for over 20 years. And I I mean literally thousands of audio cassette programs, uh, well over $100,000 in courses from every personal development and marketing guru on the planet. Uh, I'm going through boxes of magic props from my teenage years when I, some of you know I was a semi-professional magician. I mean, you just absolutely wouldn't believe the stuff that I should have gone through a long time ago. But the reason for this podcast and all of this getting through these boxes, I found four separate, real thick, 3 ring binders that leaders over the last few, couple of years that I know about, put together for their teams outlining the core systems that we teach, the launch process, the retail to recruit, two-step recruiting process, retention program, lead generation. Uh, if you've never seen that webinar, dalecalvert.com forward slash core, C-O-R-E. But four different people sent me these three ring binders. Uh, and I didn't know they were putting them together. Uh, they were consulting clients or MM training club members and done, unbel- did just an absolute unbelievable job. I mean, these were put together by really smart people. One was a, a minister in, uh, Michigan. Another was ladies, a retired school teacher, Another gentleman in San Diego, he's an electrical contractor. I mean, all four of these people had done this at different times, not together. They were in different companies, uh, but they were consulting clients or MLM training club members who just put together independently these binders, these manuals for their personal teams. And... I remember the first one I got in the mail, and I was just blown away at the effort and time that had been put into that manual. You know, the amount of typing time. Uh, I mean, and and the information was just spot on. All four of them were really well done, laid out perfectly, branded to their team. Uh, Most had references to our YouTube videos or links to our websites. Uh, referencing different training programs we've done over the years, whether it's creating leads in your local market or whatever, Uh, 21 ways to create leads on the Internet, and so on and so forth. And I remember thinking then and now, man, I wish they'd contacted me before they spent so much time on these manuals. However, this time when I'm going through these boxes and I found them all again, this time for me I had a total paradigm shift when I looked at them. I mean, it really struck me. It said, and what I realized is some people, a lot of people, need the complete system. They need the complete franchise laid out step by step by step because that's how their mind works. Where I understand the sequential process, and if you don't get A, you're never going to get B, C, D. Okay, okay, but some people need to see A to Z. Um, some people just need to see A to Z. But I know if you don't get A, you're not going to ever get B. It's sequential. But I, but it really gave me a paradigm shift. They need to methodically detail each step of the system. So what I've decided, and I'll, I'll get back on track, just give me a second, but at some point in 2019, one of my goals is to have – to make the original franchise system and make that material, the original material that distributors actually experienced uh, available. From the new distributor training manual when they first joined, that had the four audio cassettes, which I have a copy of all that, all the content and the audios. Uh, The four audio cassettes, you know, until you know why the how does not matter, the retail to recruit system, the two-step recruiting process, and programming your mind for success. uh, Have that whole manual and everything. The manual is affectionately called the yellow manual, which is how people got started and launched their business. And this is when we started from nothing to 60,000 plus distributors, $100 million in sales. And over the years, the number of people that have referenced to me the Yellow Manual, is just scary. You know, people that I never really met, but they talked about the Yellow Manual, specifically uh, Audio 4 and how it really changed everything for them. And we're going to take everything that we've ever done, our Saturday quick starts, videos, uh, the regional director school weekend that's never been released to the general public, was only released to... Regionals, people at the next to the top level in that company, to uh, I mean, we'll lay out the exact psychological flow of doing a super Saturday or a regional training convent or a national conference. I mean, there is a sequential order to that that will maximize the impact. I'm gonna lay all that out, and what my plan is, place everything online. I'm gonna have the videos uh, that I'll do today that will explain. Uh, the sequential process that we took new people through who had never been in the industry before and how so many of those people grew to full-time earners in the profession. Uh, my plan is to make every step of the process available to field leaders like the people who listen to this podcast who 100% understand we're in the leadership development business and your long-term growth is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on your team. I I believe internal recruiting, internal development of leadership absolutely is the missing link in this profession. It has to be overcome, uh, but it's been just uh, destroyed with foo foo dust and dirt road shortcuts. And that by, you know, being preached and spewed by thousands of people trying to teach people how to do something they've never done in hopes of developing a following. So anyway, that's coming hopefully in 2019. Back to my story. So last week I found these four thick three ring binders and I've been thinking about what did people putting these together What did they really hope to accomplish from spending so much time, energy, and effort putting all these together methodically as they did? And then when I got back to Georgia, uh, I got home and a, a CBD startup company had wanted to pay me for three hours of consulting to review their new distributor kit before they launched their company. And after they sent me the, di- the digital version, my thought was, you know, why? Why didn't they contact me before they put all this useless crap together? I mean, literally, they had so much conflicting, incongruent training scattered throughout their manual that any business minded entrepreneur leader would immediately figure out. Well, looking at this manual, these gals don't have a clue what they're doing. I mean, it was terrible. And I really dreaded the conversation I had to have with them after I submitted my written review, which took me 10 times longer than it should have. And then a couple of days after that, I heard from a friend and a client that I've worked with on and off over the years who had put, put together a digital asset page for their company, and they wanted me to review it and i'm currently not on contract with them so but because i sincerely like the owner and the team i love those guys uh, i eyeballed what they had done real quickly while responding to a barrage of emails i'd fallen behind on and i would tell you what what they put together from a branding and layout perspective it was one of the best probably the best i've ever seen everything was laid out in a very clear, concise manner. Had a great sequential flow. Uh, it, it made perfect sense for a new person. They even had a section for new distributors write down, you know, the reasons why they were doing the business. And you guys know how much I believe in that. Uh, who they were planning on getting their first samples to. It had a awesome selection of memes that they could share on social media to recognize team members as team members progressed through the compensation plan. They had a digital product catalog, several different brochures, and a and a lot more. They called it the purple book, and it really was one of the best that I have ever seen. If we want to talk about you know new distributors getting started, just very clean brand it well, look phenomenal. So, if you're with me to this point, uh, Dale, where are you going with all this? Well, we've discussed customized team training manuals, distributor kits, and team digital assets. Here's a really important question. Why do companies, what do? What do companies and leadership teams Hope to accomplish by spending the money, time, energy, and effort putting these together? What are they really trying to accomplish? When I think about the time and energy and effort to put these type of tools together, I mean, what are they hoping the end result will be? I mean, what would you say? Listen to this podcast. What do they what are they hoping the end result will be? And I believe the strippers hope it will help them build a bigger team, uh, make things more systematic, make them more money, and I think companies hope for product sales that will propel them to a billion-dollar company or something like that. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're ultimately wanting growth, and distributors have been putting together team training systems for years. Unfortunately, Most of them are people that have never been developed teams. Uh, But they've been putting them together for a year. Companies have been producing distributor training manuals as well, all with the hope of increased volume, profits, and some kind of growth. That's why people do these. And I want you to please hear what I'm getting ready to say. It's not a bad idea to do these. But expecting a manual or whatever To create growth, I can promise you this, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. I believe that written systematic manuals is the next logical step that experienced distributors and company owners take. But here's what I've seen happen. They get stuck on this. So they put together this manual. And then it doesn't produce what the growth that they'd hoped for. So then, six months later, they're doing another promotion or manual, and it's a it's a real stuck point for thinkers. This is the stick point in this profession. Most people, it's like, you know, go Sikkim training program. They just, you know, throw people to the wolves. But once people start realize we need to be more provide more guidance. Then the next lo- the next logical move is to do some type of manual. But when the manual doesn't work, uh, then then it's like, well, we need a new manual, and, th- and then we need a new manual, and it's a real stuck point. Uh, it's it, it 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 it's a real stuck point, and it has been for years and years and years in this industry because they never see beyond that manual. Are, are what that manual is supposed to do, and understand that your entire company team culture must be built around that manual. We'll say that again your entire company's team culture must be built around that manual. Those of you that know what I'm talking about when I talk about the yellow manual, which I've referenced earlier, you know, you experienced the team culture, everything that we did was around that yellow manual. And this is so important that I'm going to try to say it another way. Providing or selling people a step-by-step manual, hoping they will read it and have the confidence to implement it, will never work. Those that are putting these systems and manuals together need to remember who they are, where they were, when they first started in this industry. Uh, Think of the countless number of hours, time, and energy that you have personally devoted to this business model. Because, see, people don't get to this phase, the manual phase, if they don't have a, a level of growth and awareness. It just doesn't happen. Because most people... You know, start in a state of ignorance on fire. And unfortunately, when many get to six figures, they're still in a state of ignorance on fire. And they never have what I call the leadership development paradigm shift. They never get, it ain't about me. It's about what can be duplicated by my team. They don't have that shift. When they do have that shift, then the next logical progression from a thought process is manuals. You know, people see things not as they are, but they see things as they are. They see things not as they are. They see things as they are in a, as a human being. Uh, I found that that those that spend a lot of time on manuals, procedures, processes, do it more from a branding and academic mindset than they do a personal development mindset. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it is. Uh, it's not a bad thing, but your organization will never grow larger than the individual distributors grow as people on your team. You know, I've said it 10,000 times. I'll say it 10,000 more. If you build people, people will build the business. Managers and corporate offices are usually taught by professors or academics. Leaders are taught by entrepreneurs most entrepreneurs in network marketing were able to progress and move forward with the skill sets and mindsets that they enter the profession with. Because, and I call them three percenters, three percent, I said most, three percent can move forward with the skill sets, mindsets, work ethic they enter the profession with because they're able to develop a following of 70 percenters. Look around you in any company, any company in this profession. uh, The truth is the truth. It's right in front of you. Why as a profession can we not be seen, see beyond that? It's just, it's flabbergasting. It's so clear that we see right through it. You know, Brian Tracy told us, real leaders don't develop followers. They develop other leaders, John Maxwell talked about it. I mean, leadership development. So what is the answer? If you're a team leader or a corporate officer, how do you move your organization beyond the manual or this year's promotion? How do you get past constantly trying to provide the field another little red wagon to play with? How do you get past little little red wagon syndrome? The focus must be on internal leadership development from within the company. Let me say that again. Internal leadership development from within. You cannot depend upon a leader, quote unquote, jumping on your team for a few months, uh, collecting all their fast start bonuses. So th- and then get up and give their uh, I'm here for life. I found a home speech. Only to be on the next, on top of the next deal in about six months. You can't depend upon that. You might get a little spurt in volume increase, your check might go up a little bit, but but you're gonna sit around wait for the next leader to come through with their followers and repeat that process all over again. Homegrown leadership always has been and always will be the real answer for long-term, sustained growth of an organization. So how do you do that? How do we do it, Dale? It ain't easy. It takes a while to get to Florida. You aren't going to jump on 75 and be there at the next exit. But you've got to be committed to the trip. So how do you do that? Everything you do, every word you write, every event you hold, everything you do has to be built around the leadership development, culture and philosophy. If this is not your foundation, you will find yourself continually traveling down dirt road after dirt road after dirt road. I've watched it for thirty five years. You know, last night I was talking to a friend who's killing it in his company. He's one of the top ten recruiters. Uh his team's going growing really quickly. He hadn't been in the industry in a long time. He was with me years ago, and uh, is back in. And during our conversation, he was talking about a new team member who is really taken off. And he asked me if he should send her a podcast episode from MOM Success that I'd done. And I think I think it was on commitment or something. I don't even really remember. But he he was asking, you know, it's it's session whatever on MLM Success I think she could be, be this would help her right now and my response was have you received their top have you have you received our top 20 top 3 reasons yet and you could feel that on the phone it's like oh cuz he knows and he'll get there he's on his way to getting there because he experienced it but again uh, he's getting his sea legs back <laughs> but you know everything you do everything you say has to be systematic it's it's like you know, would you like fries with that? Welcome to Starbucks. What well, can we get started for you today? And it has to be that ingrained. And see, people don't like that because we want to be independent. We want to be independent thinkers. We want to, we want to do it our own thing. You know, we're, we're independent contractors, you know. And that's fine because you can use cr- a lot of creativity within specific systems. If you go back to probably session one or three, maybe it might have been number three on this podcast, where John Milton Fogg, the uh, author of The Greatest Networker in the, more, in the World, just drills me on this concept of unity and duplication. And it's a good session. It's worth hearing because I know that people don't, most of the people that get to the top in this profession, most like you, this is not how you did it, but it ain't about you. It's about all those 27 percenters that could have moved forward and had and developed a full-time income who eventually faded away on your team because, uh, because the systems in, were not in place for them to master. You know, the leadership development culture and the sequential development of your homegrown 27 percenters must be the foundation of your company and your culture. That, that everything is built upon. Every Facebook Live, every conference, every manual, every event must have this philosophy as the foundation. I mean, you can have the best manual in the world, but if you don't have the support structure to to continue to uh, to fall on and to, and to support that manual, then... Your success is going to be extremely limited. Distributors come and go. It's like a revolving door. However, developed homegrown leaders always stay. That's why you cannot neglect solid, proven mindset training as part of your culture. Companies today are more worried about processes and funnels than they are culture and mindset training and and understand you know tape four of the yellow manual program in your mind was there for a reason most people simply don't believe when they get started with with your organization and if they don't believe they will not take action belief and only belief leads to action they will attend your super saturdays they'll hang out on your facebook lives Uh, Telling themselves that, you know, I'm in business because I have a business card with your company logo printed on it. But they're not going to progress and they're not going to move forward if they don't have belief. If they don't have belief, they'll hang out, but they aren't going to move forward. They aren't going to produce. And, you know, over the years, I've done monthly leadership development schools for multiple companies with their up and coming future leaders. I mean, i fly to Texas or Utah or New York or wherever, and I would do this in some cases every month, and they would fly in their up-and-coming leaders, and we would spend a, a weekend, you know, or I'd do it every quarter at least, depending on how large the companies were, uh, and just do advanced leadership training for their top up-and-coming people that were progressing through the comp plan. And the purpose was really to reinforce the systems that were laid out in in the company's uh distributor kit and every company that I've done these for will tell you it's the best money they ever invested in the growth of their company. And, and what I see today is too many companies are spending their time focusing and attracting 70 percenters who hang out just because they like, you know, the people in the the company better than the ladies at choir practice. (laughs) If you have if, when people have the natural talent and skill set to get their business off the ground, then the right mindset and skill set training will take their business and your organization to an entirely different level. It, but if they don't have some natural ability to get things off the ground and some credibility, uh, there's, then it's going to be a long, 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 long road, you know. And said, "Well, Dale, these these monthly events, you know, wh- wh- why why is that worth it? I'm I'm not going to get into that now, but I will say, it was part of our franchise, our part of our system. It's called the Regional Director School, and we did them, and that's why we've implemented them with different companies over the years. And it makes a huge impact because we are in the leadership development business. But here's the bottom line: seventy percent of the people who join your team." Think about this, those of you that are working on your your, your organization training manuals right now, 70% of the people who join your team will never open the manual, 70%. However, the 27% that do must have a strong culture that supports the content. We were building, you know, in the early days with NSA, National Safety Associates. We had eight physical offices, Louisville, Kentucky, West Virginia, Evansville, Indiana, Owensburg, Kentucky. We had eight. And the first Saturday of every month, we had a quick start training that was for all new people, but usually everybody came. But it's the first Saturday of every month. It was a live nine to noon, three-hour training in our physical offices. And then after it was over, everybody would go have lunch somewhere and fellowship and bond. Uh, But it happened every single Saturday in every single location. Now, obviously, I wasn't at all of them, but I had qualified people that could teach. And if I didn't, if it was a new office and I was at that one until I had qualified people that could teach you know, we all use the same overheads. It was the same exact training. It was a quick start for, our, again, for new people. Uh, and it was the exact same material that was in the yellow manual when they joined. But what that did, it just reinforced the systems and the culture. Does that make sense? Guys, this is powerful. When, when you really start wrapping your brain around the the commitment level to, to wisdom of the ages and doing the right thing that it takes to really move things forward. So it must be more than just a manual. They need mentors that can bring them down the road and a company whose philosophy and everything they do is not centered around keeping people on ownership one more month but developing the second and third wave of homegrown leaders within their organization. You know, unfortunately today, leaders migrate in this profession from deal to deal, you know, bringing their 70% followers with them. And the companies and organizations that can commit to internal leadership development and center everything around this and around this culture and are willing to invest money in the development of talented 27 percenters with regional training schools or whatever will be the ones that attract the right people. I believe that with everything within me in the future. Wisdom of the age's success principles taught by the right mentor will provide more value than any training manual you can ever produce. The training manual should be the foundation that, that on which the culture is built around. Again, manuals are not bad ideas. They're an important part of the process, but they're not the end all. So many people put these manuals together and they want to be able to hand it to someone and and not have to do anything else and, and let person read it and go out and produce results. But that's not the way the real world, real world works. It's not about studying the book, taking the test, passing the quiz, and then forgetting 90% of what you learned to begin with. It's about real-world activity. Uh, I know many of you right now listening to this podcast are using the MMO Training Club as your foundational program. I know some of you, when someone joins your team right now, part of joining your team is joining the training club, and I so appreciate that. And I, I sincerely do. And that's a huge part of uh, everything. But, again, I recently had a paradigm shift, and that's why I have to put everything together that we ever did and make it available at some point, hopefully in 2019. Uh, you know, know, some of you right now are doing quick starts uh, for, your, for, for your organization live, and some of you are doing them online. Some of you right now are doing an eight-week training every week with your with your team. You got your manual, and then after eight weeks, you just repeat and you're going through the same eight-week cycle. And then you're letting uh, your up-and-coming leaders teach different cycles. And and a lot of you are doing a lot of really good stuff. And I just want to encourage you to keep expanding your team, your culture, and your franchise. Your franchise. Because the bottom line is your goal is to create an internal leadership development machine. An internal leadership development machine, not a revolving door of followers. One last point, guys. I'm going to let you go. I just had to bring this out real quick, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, Flip books. One last thought. Flip books. I am blown away at the number of companies today, in today's world, that put that make flip books, presentation books, that you stand in a coffee shop with, available to their team, and some even go to the expense of putting it in their distributor kit. I cannot think of a Worse waste of money. Well, maybe I can. A couple of things. But that is a colossal waste of money. Uh, most people that join network marketing organizations uh, freak out at the, at the thought of they have to sit down in a coffee shop and explain the comp plan. Uh, flip books have no place in network marketing today. none none if your company's putting them in your kit make sure somebody corporately hears that it is ridiculous now the reason i wanted to bring this up and i'm going to show this on a video at some point but i found my old shackley flip book going through all these boxes and there was a time when i sat down and had Sponsored twenty six straight people using that flip book. Twenty six straight. Um, because I customized it, I had my bonus car. I had p- people on our team that had earned their car. Had eight by ten pictures of them. You know, that was the day when you could show check copies, and I mean, it was it was killer. I mean, I could walk into somebody's home, sit down at their kitchen table, and they can have their their arms crossed like. How long is this going to take? When are you going to get out of here? And I knew by the time I'm done, man, we're going to, I'm going to be coming off the ceiling, and they will be too. I knew it. And then I realized, okay, Dale, you sponsored 26 people, you have sold 26 product packs, and you you never seen, you never saw 22 of them ever again. <laughs> And, and that's when I really had the paradigm shift. It ain't about getting them in. It's about getting them in, keeping them in, and helping them move forward. So I got to the next progression. But my point is, when I read an article that 60% of American population now has VHS tape players in their home, because in the in the beginning we didn't know Beta was going to win that war or VHS. And I had a few VHS, a couple of Beta cds that exp- are are vhs and tapes that ex that you can put in a player and it would it was very professionally well done opportunity overview lasted about 30 minutes and i wanted to use them because i knew it would be a heck of a lot more duplicatable than a flip book and i understood it wasn't about me it was about what can be duplicated by the masses and the masses can hand out a video and say push play just like today they can send them directly to an online presentation uh, that gives it a good overview of your company, your product, and and what you're about. And the day I read that article, I made the decision, we're no longer using flipbooks on this team. We're moving over to VHS. And I bought, uh, my first one was over 70 bucks, And I bought, you know, 15 or 20 of them and had, had them available. You know, everybody could have one or two, whatever they needed, and we moved over to VHS uh, back in the day. And there's, there is no scenario in network marketing where a flip book makes sense if you don't have an online presentation. Because anytime, at, at any time you're doing anything that cannot be duplicated by the masses, then duplication stops. The reason McDonald's and, and many franchises are, are, are operated by 17-year-old snot-nosed kids is because it duplicates. It's duplicate. Welcome to Starbucks. What can we get started for you today? Guys, I don't know why that's so difficult for our profession to figure out, and I think it's probably just because ego. People, there's people would rather be recognized and you know do their own thing than you know become part of a team that just kicks butts, takes names, and develops leaders. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna jump off here now. I hope you've had an awesome week. I'll be back with you next week. I've got a little bit longer, but I'll be back with you next week. I hope I, I hope something I've said is like man. I need to go back and listen to that. I need to get this. It's time to get this. It's really time to understand that the long-term growth of your organization is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on your team. Leaders must be developed systematically and sequentially, step-by-step, concept-by-concept, idea-by-idea. Yes, I can give them the whole manual from A to Z, but until they learn the A, until they master A, there's no use even trying to communicate B until they got A. You start them on the counter, then you move them to the French fryer, then you can put them in the sandwich machine, uh, in the back making Big Macs, and then you teach them how to keep the, the parking lot and the, floor clean and then you teach them what you do with the money and the safe and the combination and you teach them step by step concept by concept idea by idea and when they're done and you take them through this process which is going to take a while it doesn't happen overnight Uh, i say you know 18 months minimum usually three to five years and you got to be committed to the process and and if you're committed to the process then you can handle the keys and they can run that McDonald's and they can teach people how to do the register. They can pe- teach people how to do the French fryer. They can teach people how to do every aspect of that business. But they aren't going to hand anybody a manual and and somebody's going to learn it all at once. It's sequential. So you have to have patience and you have to have vision. Hope this helps, guys. Talk to you next week. You guys have an awesome week.